How y'all doing? Uh, this is the first episode of Sportsman Shit, where we talk sports and shit. That name is subject to change, though, because it sounds dumb. Davis made it up. Oh, um, yeah, my name is Michael Schreibman. I'm Davis Sherritt, and uh, we're going to get into a, around 30 minutes of sports and shit. So uh, I guess the first thing to get out of the way is our biases. I'll start. Um, as a massive LSU fan, um, you know, I'm pretty unrealistic at times about the team's capabilities, but I think we go on all the way this year. So, uh, you know, Mike and I butt heads on that, but figured we might as well get that one out of the way. Yeah, um, I'm a pretty big South Carolina fan. So kind of like David said, I'll say some stuff that you might disagree with. That could be completely wrong. Probably is, but uh, I'll say it anyway. Um, and those are our biases. So when we do takes or say stuff, just make sure you remember that uh, <laughs> when you're listening. Let's, uh, let's get into some of last week's games and some of the outcomes that we saw there. I guess the most obvious place to start would be with the volunteers uh, getting bent over backwards by the Bulldogs. Uh, you know, I would say it was their one week in the sun, number one storyline's been about the Vols all year long. What did you think about that game and that statement win for the Bulldogs? Yeah, um, to be honest, I kind of saw this coming. I figured it would be like a 21-point game around there. They got a late touchdown, made it a 14-point game or something like that. I mean, Georgia's defense is just insane. People have not been talking about their offense, which is also really good. You know, home field advantage also plays a big part, especially in the SEC. Um, we saw a lot of penalties. Saw the same thing when Alabama went to Tennessee. Home field advantage is just something to be, to be said. But uh, honestly, I think you play that game in, you know, Tennessee and – Similar score, maybe a little different, but uh, I just think Georgia's that good. I think Tennessee is not, but we'll see. We'll see what happens to them. Yeah, in no, a few I'm, games uh, ahead. I'm with you. Stetson Bennett looks like the real deal. Hendon Hooker was coming in. Obviously, all the talk was about him. Um, you know, didn't have a horrible game. No, I mean, he missed a few deep shots. Yeah, a few the, deep could have been a lot closer. Could have been a connect on those. Could have been a different game, but he didn't. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. Uh, and I guess uh, we can talk about a few of the other games. Um, Why don't you go ahead and throw LSU in there? Yeah, the LSU-Bama game. Uh, I was stoked about that, obviously. Uh, end of the game, comes down to the wire, OT. And what, what do you think about the play call to go for two instead of to send it to another every time there? You know, obviously it wasn't looking good after that first drive by Bama and OT. And for Jaden Daniels to get that run on the first play, 25 yards. Bama fans really wanted that block in the back. You know, I I didn't see it, uh, you know, but there's that bias coming in already. Uh, great run. As far as the play call goes, you know, Brian Kelly said it. At the beginning of the game, if you would have told me that we have one shot from the three-yard line to take down Alabama, I'm taking that shot. Yeah. Uh, and, and you mentioned the refs and the factor that they've played in a lot of these games against Alabama throughout the season. I like him having trust in the guys in that locker room. I don't trust anybody else. I don't trust the other team. I don't trust those refs. Yeah, I, mean, I love the play call. Alabama fans, your brother will probably tell you that. That play, I've seen it a lot. They've seen it. Games. Um, Clemson beat them in the national championship because Clemson plays no one all year. But that's – we're not going to talk about that. Actually, we could because, I mean – We could talk about that. We'll go ahead and start talking about that then. Because it looked like they played somebody last weekend. It, it did. Well, what was the final score of that one? Oh, that's a good question. It was 35. 35. 35-14. 35-14. Special guest this week is Wade Oliver. Um, Wade, you want to say anything? Uh, I got nothing to talk about sports, so I got some shit to talk about. <laughs> There's nothing better than a blonde tan girl, and I, <laughs> and I would die by that. 
All right, um, going back to Clemson. Um, I mean, we tell we have a buddy, Mater. Uh, he he's a big Clemson guy. I'm from Columbia. Grew up with Clemson fans all my life, and I can tell you, they're the worst. They're terrible people. They're the worst for sports. I mean, he went a long way up to that game. Yeah, he went all the way to whatever. South Bend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like they've the last four games, they've barely beaten their opponents. They were losing to who was it? Who were they losing to before that? Just last week or something. Syracuse, Syracuse had them down Syracuse, bad there. I mean, yeah. Syracuse, wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're frauds. They've always been. They play no one all season. <laughs> they come in healthy and just. Wreck the ACC, get to the playoffs, put up a fight. I mean, I think that quarterback battle is something that, you know, is inhibiting their ability to really be where they were just a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, you're going from Deshaun and Trevor to DJ. Not going to say his last name, but I don't even know how to say it. Uh, Now, K came in, and K came in. Everyone thought he was going to look good. Immediately Immediately. intercepted. And then another one. And then DJ threw another one. It was, no, good, it was a good day for That's me. a I tough place that. to succeed coming in down 28 zip. Yeah. Away I mean, game. But, I mean, we're talking about a team that has lost to Marshall this year, a three-loss team. They lost to Mar- Notre Dame lost Notre to Marshall Dame and beat Clemson. That's right. Wow, I forgot about that. And they laid that hammer that on Clemson. Yeah, uh, I mean, it just kind of shows that Clemson, if they played any type of good schedule, I mean, they would not be where they have been the last couple of years. But, I mean, at the same time, if you, if you could set up a schedule like that for your team – You'd probably do the same. You would take it. Yeah. All right, so now that we're on the ACC, big game this weekend. Oh, yeah. Let's we look at that. We got Wake playing Chapel Hill. What was the line on that one? We're going to look at it right here. North Carolina plus four. North Carolina are the underdogs when they are ranked 15 and Wake Forest is ranked 21. So give me your pick. Who do you like initially? I mean, initially, I think Drake May is filthy. I think he's a good, good quarterback. Agreed. I saw him play in seven-on-seven in high school. I mean, I've just watched him play – this year, and I remember someone said on TV, like, I forgot who it was, but they thought he was going to be better than Sam Howell, and I mean, I think you can say that. I'm with it. Be. Yeah, I mean, obviously he went to high school right down the road from me, and I would say he's the best high school athlete I've ever seen in person. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, Wake Plus Forest. Plus four just seems like a little odd. It, it is. It's a little weird. Wake Forest. Does Wake Forest have a advantage. crazy home field? It, it's been really good this year. Okay. And that Clemson game was one of the examples um, you know, obviously that game went to double overtime. Clemson ended up pulling it out in the end, but Sam Hartman's a hell of a player. Uh, and I think that the Demon Deacons might have something to say, okay. especially after last week. So disappointing loss. So to I'm going to say UNC plus four. Okay. And are you going to go minus four or just money line? Or I might even say UNC money line. There. You know, I, I don't bet though. I, I like throw that out there in the podcast. <laughs> I do not bet. I just like to look at the lines. You know, when there's a line like this and you have a team like UNC that's playing really well, a lot of hype mm. around a kid like Drake May, and you see a line like minus four for Wake, it makes me think Vegas, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. It makes me think Vegas knows. Well, I'm riding with today's Thursday. I mean, the li- if the line changes half a point, you know, Vegas might know something. We might push it one way or the other there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, another, right below that, another interesting uh, line. Wow. TCU, the number four team in the country, 9-0, and at 6-3 Texas, ranked number 18. Texas is minus seven. Yeah, Quinn Ewers did not look good last week, though. It was a really, oh, really poor performance out of him. So that makes you even question um, that even further. What's going on there? Yeah, I think that speaks to the fact that TCU is not the number four team in the country. Uh, I've yeah. said it for a long time. Let the sports books decide. I think the lines are how you should decide who those best four teams are. And the reality is, if you're plus seven to a team that's six and three, 
you are not a top four team in the country. I'm really hoping for Texas to win. I'll be cheering hard for the Longhorns this weekend. But I will say, I will say, though, last time I feel like I was looking at a TCU line. It was against Oklahoma State. They were, I think, maybe the same situation. They were plus seven against Oklahoma State. Yep. And they won like 45 to three. So, I mean, maybe they're just being, you know, yeah. not being respected this by the This is sort the, of the last they're... test for TCU until a potential conference championship game. So, you know, I think there are a lot of people, including Volunteers fans, um, you know, obviously Oregon fans and LSU fans, will all be cheering hard on the Longhorns this weekend. Um, that game decides a lot, really. It opens up a window it for does. a few of those teams. Tennessee's now sitting at the number five spot after – that loss to Georgia that we got into that a terrible bit. Loss. that I mean, terrible yeah. loss those really dogs bad. man really bad yeah um, but I will say I mean a lot of these games have interesting odds and based off like you know records right below them you got Texas A and M you know what's going on with them We're, we shouldn't even talk about that we'll just yeah, move on yeah, from that I mean, those are two teams that are really struggling this year Auburn obviously new head coach coming in uh, old ones out the door. What do you think about that move? Do you like the interim head coach? Um, he seems to have a good energy about him. Yeah, based off the last game I saw, I, I loved his energy. I mean, he, he didn't have any, like, play-calling sheet in his hand. He just kind of, like, yelled, it seemed like. I don't know if he had any say in the game at all, but, I mean, if, if your job is to affect play and your players' ability to play, it's really important. Like, Dabo. Dabo doesn't call any yeah. plays. He just gets the guys going. Speaking um, of calling I plays. I did not like Brian Harson though. So I, no, I like okay, him. I agree, I agree. Speaking of calling plays – what do you think about Bill O'Brien's future down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, based on a lot of chatter this week? I think, first of all, the loss to Tennessee and now the loss to LSU. A lot of people are questioning whether he can even do his job or whether he'll yeah. be there next season. I mean, season. Bill O'Brien and the other guy, the defensive guy. I mean, Alabama's defense has never looked like this before. No. It's been a long time. Who knows what's going to go on? I mean, to, this rough year for – in quotations for Alabama, you know, they only lost two games. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's hard to it's feel It's still bad unlikely, and they just don't look like themselves. They don't. Their defense, I remember, like, growing up, Ruben Foster, yep. Reggie Raglan, yep. those guys, I mean, they just always had stacked defenses. Like, that th- I think that team had Mika. And yeah, whole- and I, I think their front seven's pretty good. Toto's obviously oh, been yeah, playing really well. I mean, Will Anderson, obviously. The cornerbacks have been rotating in and out. Eli Ricks saw a lot of playing time against his former team. Honestly, dude, the fact that – They've lost, like, tight games. They have great players. It does make you question some, some play calling. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. Um, I know that's been the chatter in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Um, give, me, give me three games on the lines that you like. Three games where I really like the lines. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can start because I have a few already. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It. I'm, um, I'm a West Virginia fan. Family heritage there. I'm not, uh, like, I'm not, you know, going out. I'm not a huge fan. But right. I, I do like their team. I'm going to take – Plus eight at home against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's terrible. Okay. Um, just a terrible team. That's my first one. And my book's even showing seven and a half. So, uh, I mean, that's a little favor towards West Virginia. Right, right. Um, so I like that bet. Uh, one game I would never touch would be the Vandy-Kentucky game. That's a line. That's a spread that's 18. Initially, I want to say that Kentucky's actually going to cover 18. Uh yeah, I wish I just wouldn't look at that game. You know, I, I don't think I would touch it, but that's one that makes me question and makes me really I will say, though, I, this Missouri-Tennessee game, the line opened up a little bit more in favor of Tennessee, and it's kind of moving towards Missouri. Not, not hugely, maybe like a point or right. point and a half, a half point. I mean, Tennessee's a weird team. Like, they've lost, they've lost every game by a few points. 
So, right. I mean, they put up a fight against Georgia, so who knows with them. I mean, that's – I'm not counting that as one of my things, but that's – Let's get your unbiased opinion on LSU taking on Arkansas. 11 a.m. game 11 time. 11 a.m. I think that might have to you do – I mean, they're only favored the last by time was three and a half here. Tennessee laid the hammer on LSU. It was 40 to 13. I think that'll – they'll remember that. I think you're in Arkansas. They've been struggling a little bit. And they're not – they're a good team, though. Like good they, team. If that quarterback's playing good, running the ball, they got a really good run team. I mean, their defense is fine, but – I think I mean I I feel like LSU should be a lot more favored here, so I would take LSU. I might even put that as my second one. Yeah, I I actually tend to agree. I think that LSU should win by three and a half. Uh, but you know, in the past, uh, coming off a week against Bama, win or lose, uh, it's pretty hard to bounce back. Guys are going to be banged up. The game went over four quarters. Obviously, night game, a lot of hype around that. Uh, college football playoff rankings come out. LSU's at number seven. So there's a lot of buzz down there right now. Um, that's definitely a trap game for LSU. And I know that Arkansas coming off a loss to Liberty uh, at home, I'll add, um, definitely is going to be some motivation for them. So I, I wouldn't count them out of that game. Um, and I really don't like that it's an 11 a.m. start time rivalry game. Something tells me that one's going to be a good one. Um, I, I agree. So I got, I got UNC to cover and LSU to cover so far. I'm going to do one more. But uh, I'm not going to do these games, but I'm just going to throw them out there because I, I think they're interesting, good matchups. So number nine, Alabama versus 11, Missis, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I'm about to say Mississippi there. Same thing, yep. I guess. Alabama's minus 11.5. It's moved a little bit towards Ole Miss, but that's just something I'll throw out there, um, as well as – Which, by the way, I am hammering Alabama on that game. I okay, would see, I was thinking a little bit – the other way, the lines moved a little bit towards Ole Miss, but all right. I think that Bama's got something to prove. Those, that's a team that's very talented. Obviously, LSU obliterated Ole Miss and finished that game on a forty-two to three run. I think Alabama is a much better football team than Ole Miss, and I don't see Nick Saban dropping back-to-back. Games. I agree. This will I be agree. a statement win. All right, Alabama is a better team. They got better players. Not to say Ole Miss doesn't have good players, but I mean, what you're saying about this coaching, like this, some of these. I mean, they just don't seem prepared sometimes for, like, a lot of situations. Uh, yeah, but I agree. Another game I see here is number 19, Kansas State, at Baylor. They're underdogs. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I like Kansas State there. Okay. Um, Oregon's minus 13 at, at home versus Washington. That could be something to look out for, too. I mean, I feel like Oregon's not that good, even though they're ranked really high. They've played pretty much no one other yep. than getting destroyed by Georgia, yep. like, 49-3 to right. week one. So, I don't know. I feel like Washington could cover that. Pulling for Washington, I don't, you know. Uh, yeah, and one unpopular pick, but it, the, probably the third bet I would take this weekend uh, would be Clemson. I know you're not going to like that. Minus uh, seven. I dislike it. I dislike minus it. seven at home against Louisville. Uh, I think they were humbled pretty hard last weekend. Yeah, uh, they, it sounds like DJ is going to start again this weekend. Interesting call. Interesting call. Um, I kind of like it. Stick with the guy that's been winning your football games last week. Didn't look great, obviously, but I didn't see any improvement from the backup whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you stick with DJ. You run the ball with Will Shipley and just lean Will on Shipley's that defense a, beast, a little bit. And, and I think Clemson will definitely win by seven there uh, at the least. Um, so my, my third pick, I'm not going to say much about it. Um, South Carolina plus eight at Florida. I don't know why it's okay. plus eight, honestly. We're, we have a better record than them. We, uh, I know we, we had a tough loss to Missouri, or else we'd be seven and three. We'd probably be ranked top twenty right now, but we didn't. We didn't beat them. They, they destroyed us really, even though it was an eight point game or whatever. But right. I don't know. I mean, 
That's feel like an interesting one. We beat, we beat the same Florida team by 37 points last year. I know it's at Florida. I know their, their quarterback's a beast. So, I mean, it could, that could be why. That could explain a lot of things. But I'm not going to say much about it other than that's my third guy. That's one of those games I wouldn't touch. That's a game that I don't want to look at. I, I can see what you're saying really happening. I can see South Carolina laying the hammer down. They got a lot of momentum going. Obviously some big wins this year against Kentucky. Uh, they just smoked Vanderbilt. They've got something to prove. This would be a huge win for that program. Uh, but that's a game I am definitely not touching, especially knowing that it's a night game in the swamp. It's 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Yeah. I thought it was 5. Okay. 4. I mean, I guess the end of it will be the night game, right. which could play a factor. But, I mean, I feel like if you establish, like, a momentum and get, you know, if you're playing well before, the, like, the night hits, then the fans will probably be out of it already. Right. So, I mean, you got to really come in there and play well at the beginning. But that's all I'll say. Let's, uh, let's move on to some, some of the tonight's bets. As tonight is Thursday, we got Thursday, Thursday night, night football. football. We've also got some basketball on. Uh, basketball season uh, started, too. Basketball season's back in full swing. Hard for me to really get fully into it yet. Uh, NBA's been back for a minute, but Hornets haven't been too exciting. They've got the heat tonight. Actually, they're playing right now. Um, not looking let's, good. Not looking good. Let's start with the Thursday night football okay. game. Uh, Falcons I know minus we, two and a half. I know Wade has some particular takes on this game tonight. Wade, what, what you yeah, think? Yeah, so as we all saw in the last game, the Panthers, you know, thought they were going to win. P.J. Walker, best throw Probably in the history of the NFL. I mean, that's what that's the longest completed catch. And right? you know what? We lost. <laughs> but you know what's different tonight? The weather. Well, hold on, hold on. It wait. is rainy. Wait. It is 20 mile per hour wind. Really? The ball is going to be on the ground all night. Under passing yards for both quarterbacks. Over rushing yards for both running backs. Parlay that. Go make some money and go buy your girlfriend some dinner. So you're taking the under at 41 and a half. That's pretty low for an over/under. Honestly, though, if if you were, I didn't say if, under forty-one and a half points. I if the weatherman's predictions hold, quarterback, passing yards, over for running back, rushing yards, lock it in. That give makes me, logical give sense. Me, give me your take on the over/under total points: forty-one and a half. Forty-one and a half. I say under. Okay. Something something I'd like to point out, Wade, is when you say we still lost at Atlanta, when we had two game-winning field goals missed. So my thing, and this is like a question to everybody and all the Panthers fans out there, because all three of us are Panthers fans, except when Davis isn't and he's a Saints fan. Um, I don't know if you, you can explain that another time. That'll but, be another time. Um, I mean, are we we're, our record's bad? Are we trying to be the, the number one pick here to get a quarterback? Or are we trying to win? Like, I mean, we earn the ability to win. Like, we, we keep fighting all the way to the end. And then, I mean, maybe our kicker's like, I'm just going to miss a field goal so we can get a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever it may be. Yeah, I think, I I think I by no means does the team go out there and say we're going to lose this football game. Yeah. But you can tell by some of the acquisitions, letting Robbie Anderson go. Well, Robbie Anderson was terrible. And he's Christian done McCaffrey, guys like that. We're hanging on to Brian Burns. We won't let DJ Moore I mean, go. Our defense is young and talented. Like We got some dogs. Like Derek Brown has been playing good. Jeremy Chin. J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. I mean, we got some young dudes out here. If we can get, get a good really quarterback, good we got a young receiver. Luvu. I mean, we got a, we got a young team. I mean, we – the Panthers are playing hard football. They're not going to quit. I respect how they're, they're I think as going. a Panthers fan, that's refreshing to see. But right now we're sitting at the number two pick in the NFL draft if the season ended today. I think I as mean, a Panthers a fan, you, you, want, you want to see us continue to lose football games. And, Honestly, and we're at that point. We're at that point. And, um, and I would feel like, I feel like, you know, yeah, I can say that. But I would feel 100% 
to say that unless our conference wasn't so bad to where we're like we're no, somehow exactly. still. That's the only thing that makes you question it is you know you have the Falcons and the Bucks who are tied for the division right now at four and five. Yeah. Um, the winner of that division is going to be the four seed in the NFC in the playoffs. I mean, January, no matter what their record December. is, the winner of the division will be in the playoffs. It, they will be in the playoffs. I mean, you could see like an eight-win Tom Brady in the playoffs. playoffs and, and they'd be a number four seed. And they would go playoff. And game. get to play a home game, at least one home game. And, and that's big. That's I mean, massive. That, they start with a home game, then play Kirk Cousins on the road. Easy wins. No, dude, I don't it. know, man. The Vikings are, Vikings are playing, playing good football right now. Good football right now. But I will I'll give props to Geno Smith. He's fought all his career. I mean, he's playing good football. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, the Vikings come back from losing by 10 in the fourth quarter to the Commanders. Great team. They almost lost. Okay, that's the one week. The, the Bills lost to the Jets last week, Wade. The Jets are good. I guess They're they are. I guess three. they are now. I think that the thing with the Vikings is they obviously have a very good defense, and the weapons on offense have all been stepping up. You've got not only Justin Jefferson, who's an obvious mention, Adam Thielen's another one of those obvious guys. But K.J. Osborne is a guy who stepped up tremendously this year. Um, the running game has been phenomenal. T.J. Hawkinson. Um, Dalvin Cook has been really good. We're finally getting to see him play a full season, a healthy season. That's been big for them. The O-line's playing well. Uh, I actually like the Vikings, and I think playing especially in Minnesota come December is going to be brutal. Um, so, you know, all this to say, I think the Panthers, you want to see a loss out of them tonight. Um, you know, there's no hope. This is not a team that's suddenly going to turn it around and win eight straight games. I think at best what happens is we lose those games. I don't want to see another season as a Panthers fan. I don't need to wrap up the year in 6-10 and 10 one more time just to say we did it and end up with the number eight pick. Yeah. I think this is the year the Panthers need a top five pick. The Panthers need a quarterback desperately. Yeah. And I really wouldn't be satisfied right, unless it's... Let's say it comes down to we do get the first pick or second pick. Who do you think – who would you prefer out of the, yeah. out of the NFL? I think the, the, the most pro-style and pro-ready quarterback just in terms of a system is Bryce, Bryce Young. Um, but I would not be disappointed with C.J. Stroud either. C.J. Stroud's a guy that's played a lot of really good football, played in some big environments – Obviously, we'll get to see him in the big house in a few weeks here. Is that, where is that game, actually? Ohio State-Michigan. I think it was in Michigan last year. Okay, I know so, okay, Michigan okay that's right. Year, okay, so, so he'll, like he'll be home. I don't know about that. Um, that's a big environment. If you're a Panthers fan, you want to see Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud in a Panthers uniform next year. Um, and I think that goes with the Saints. You were touching on me being a little bit of a Saints fan. You know, I'm at the position now where I want to see the Saints lose football games. Uh, until they decide to either start Jameis Winston, I cannot watch another football game yeah. with Andy Dalton at the helm. Uh, Michael Thomas is out for the year. Mark Ingram's been out. Jarvis Landry's been out. The whole team's injured. It's a big, hot, burning mess right yeah, now. Yeah. The NFC South is essentially up for grabs. I think it's between Tom Brady and Atlanta. And I think that Atlanta is a dark horse for the okay. division right now. All right. Well, let's keep an eye out for that. Uh, let's move away from NFL. Um, yep. We talked about tonight's game. Um, Wade says weather. Keep it low-scoring game. Best run game wins, says Wade. Yep. I, I kind of like where he's at there. Um, and something we might be doing is on Thursdays, on episodes on Thursdays, we might be doing a you know, a preview of the weekend uh, with Thursday Night Football and the weekend's games of college NFL. And we might have a, also a Monday episode where we review the past weekend. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But um, while we have Wade here, uh, he's my soccer guru guy. What do you think about the U.S. team that just dropped the roster for uh, two weeks out now? 
Yeah, World so Cup. I don't know if any of y'all give a shit about soccer, um, but it's a great sport. Um, so first off, we picked a pretty good roster. Youngest Only, roster in the, the world. Yeah, average age is about 24 and a half years old. Pretty good, honestly. I like that we have people young and then they're going to be at the next World Cup. In America in 2026, you go ahead and mark it on your calendars. We're going to win the World Cup in 2026. But besides that, that tough group. You got three other top 20 teams in the world with Iran, Wales, and England. What are we ranked? We're ranked 16, uh, Wales 19, Iran 20, England is top 10. So it's going to be tough. Who's number um, one? Is it Brazil? Number one is Brazil. Like they released the groups yet? Yeah, they released the groups. We got a group, uh, England, like England, Iran, Wales. Okay. We play them all. Two teams advance. We play, we play England Friday after Thanksgiving. Wow. That's going to be a heck of a weekend. Football, World Cup, Thanksgiving. I mean, that might be the best sports weekend of all time, potentially. It we'll, just we'll might see. be. It just um, might be. Looking forward to it. Do you like, so you like the roster? I mean, obviously. Yeah, I like the roster. I just think Ricardo Pepe got snubbed. Um, Zach Steffen has not gone as the third goalie is also kind of hard to see as they helped us get to the World Cup in the first place. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think there's a little bit of an MLS bias. We need to be taking players who play against the best competition in other leagues. Uh, you got someone who's on the number one team in the Bundesliga in Germany. Who's that? Jordan Pifok doesn't make the team. And it's just kind of ridiculous, but... I mean, yeah, like, MLS isn't good, that's obvious. Retired people from Premier League and the European leagues go to MLS. I mean, but we, I will say, this is probably the most talented team. We got the most players in the Premier League in, in Europe we've ever had, so yeah. it'll be cool. And we'll keep you more posted on that next week. Something I saw, uh, you know, this whole live golf, you're a big golf guy, obviously. Yep. Um, yep. The whole live PJ thing. What do you think about Tiger? This new thing he's doing with these nighttime golf events. He just announced another one with K Kids. I mean, I'll be watching that, I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I actually thought you were going to bring up um, the fact that, uh, what's his name, uh, Live Golf. Um, is it Greg Norman? Greg Norman is considering stepping down. Oh, that's big news. Um, that's head of Live Golf. Um, but back to your question, I think it's cool. Uh, it sounds like they're going to do a lot of stadium tours. Um, and I think it's something that will get more people involved in the sport. Any expansion is good for the game of golf. Yeah. Uh, especially with having to compete with Liv now. I'm interested to see, you know, obviously I mean, there's been this dynamic yeah. between PGA and Liv. And the PGA guys are really frustrated that these Liv guys are able to play in those events and take money from them despite the outrageous amount of monies they're getting paid to play in the eight tournaments uh, year round. I'm interested to see the direction that Liv's going to go. Um, if Greg Norman does, in fact, step down, that's something to to look out for. I don't think he'll be the CEO anymore. Um, and it looks like um, that TaylorMade, the ex-TaylorMade exec, Mark King, is going to be his replacement. I don't know enough about him uh, to tell you how I think about that. But that will be something interesting and definitely will maybe affect the trajectory of Live Golf um, as we've known it. Obviously, they've been very aggressive so far. Players' unions are starting to form. We'll keep an eye out on that. No yeah. massive tournaments really coming up right now. I mean, um, but I, like every live thing I've seen is like an empty stadium. Yeah. No fans walking around. Like they have music going. It just doesn't seem. I'm you know obviously it's I'm a pro PGA guy. It seems just I don't know. But right. going back to these like nighttime events, I mean I can guarantee you, in any stadium you go to, on that night, especially if it's like not you know, 
if it's a night where there's not a you know a big football game or something going on yeah. in your town, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to go watch that golf game, or whatever it may be, and drink and hang out with friends. Oh yeah, and yeah. I mean I'm sure the players. Absolutely. Be, Hey, kids is probably going to get after it too. I'm no, yeah, it's a, it's a so, very social it's a rich event. Person heaven, man. It is, and 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 I that to your point, I don't think it, it's going to be that expensive for people to get into. So for people that can't afford to show up to big tournaments or oh, travel, that kind that's of thing, point. it's somewhere where you can see pros like big guys, Tiger Woods, Jason Day. Yeah. Those guys have sort of been founding the movement. I think it's going to be really interesting for yeah, you know, just people to be able and to it, pay. It's also going to be interesting to see like. The, I mean, I'm sure you're going to be able to bet on it, but I don't know how that's going to work when, you know, you're in a little stadium. I think that's Close something we look into. Whatever. Let's yeah. definitely look we'll into that. I don't know well. how the scoring works or really the format, and I don't even know if that's been decided yet. Um, one one other thing I wanted to bring up with you, basketball season's gotten off to a kick. Mm-hmm. College basketball, yeah. um, most of the games have been pretty much big schools playing underdogs. We've seen a few underdogs take down some big teams like Oklahoma, obviously. But this weekend is the first time we're going to see some bigger games. The Armed Forces Classic. Is that on a battleship? Yes. Okay, that's is. awesome. We need to shout um, that out, put it out there. We've got Michigan State, Gonzaga, uh, Friday night, tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Where's this battleship game? Do we know any, any details on the battleship game? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't remember. Who, who plays? I can look into this real fast. It says the USS Abraham Lincoln um, in San Diego. Okay, okay. that would be. Those are always the best. I'm glad they're bringing those back. Right, good, I'd like vibe. to see some of those other games too, but that'll be good back into basketball season. Yeah, South Carolina plays Clemson Friday, so tomorrow. So, oh wow, yeah, I mean we're getting right into it here, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, I, honestly, I love you know basketball, college basketball. It's one of the best Final Four March, mm-hmm. yep. but I just don't know if I'm there yet. I mean, I'm, I'm still not there heavily yet. in I'm football season. I'm, I'm way into football, and season. obviously I can't really get into football season until I'm or basketball season until I'm kind of done with football season. And I thought that could have been last week for me. I thought that LSU-Bama game might have been time to transition into basketball season. But I'll tell you how good it feels for my brother and the Bama fans to be transitioning to basketball season this week after 10 weeks of football to see Alabama not in the conversation anymore. That's exciting. I I don't feel bad for any Alabama fans. They they can lock into that, that team. Uh, number 20 in the country that gives them some hope all right yeah yeah we'll keep an eye on that you know we got a lot of things to keep an eye out um especially if we have you know two episodes a week we can dive more into some stuff yep pretty much coming to an end here on episode one um the name is still subject to change we're just going to do one last little segment here um wade wanted to do top thanksgiving food slash events for everybody i like Um, that i like that we'll start with our other buddy chud just walked in here and he um He's feeling good, Chad. What do you, what do you, give us your, your take on Thanksgiving. Gosh, you know, that's a tough question. Uh, it's, always, it's always important to discern, you know, in these conversations. Are we talking about Thanksgiving meal food or are we talking about dessert? Do we, do we draw a distinction? I just want to hear your favorite. I mean, it could be anything. Sides, yeah. dessert, events, turkey itself. Like where you like to be, like you know, the whole thing. Well, actually, typically, most of the time, I have my Thanksgiving with not that much of my family. And we just eat chicken. And it's pretty... Not very traditional. I like but, that. I like that. You know, I like that. But if I if I were to have any Thanksgiving in the world, uh, I'd probably just have a bunch of stuffing. 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 Stuffing is oh, good. Oh, oh, it's oh, real good. All right, let's introduce this guy because he's about to say some food stuff. All right, Hawkins, the food guy, coming in for his Thanksgiving suggestions. There, there's a strong distinction between stuffing and dressing. Stuffing is what the Yankees I can, make. 
I do like dressing. So yeah, we call it dressing. Out of bread. I like dressing. Dressing is what people with any class make, and it's made separately. It's delicious. And it's made out of cornbread. And who doesn't dressing love cornbread? Dressing is what you need to have on your table. Stuffing is for losers. So what's your favorite? Dressing. Okay. And then you have that with the turkey. Right. You have pecan pie. You have sweet potatoes. Okay, we're not getting into the whole thing, but uh, what's your like? You know, give me give me three things. Whether it's one food, one side, one dessert, or a place. Thanksgiving. Okay. I mean, God has said pecan pie. That's what I think of. Okay. That and turkey. Turkey, pecan pie. You got a yeah. place? You always do it. I always do the watercolor, Florida. Okay, Florida. Wade, what about you? Well, hot take. Wade has an interesting hot take. Thanksgiving. Turkey sucks. Don't even need it at your Thanksgiving dinner. Amen. What you Honestly, mean? I don't. I'm okay with that. Give me ham. Give me honey baked ham. Honey baked ham or a turkey. I mean, are we really like even considering a turkey? Wait, at is, this is, point? is Thanksgiving when you do your your apple butter? Yeah, apple butter. Oh, yeah. you should hear about this. Uh, man. That's for another time. But <laughs> is it? I mean, we're pretty food, much on it right here. You have to have mashed potatoes and gravy. Lock it in. No, you don't. Eat that five times a day for the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Look, we're gonna move on from Wade. Let me hear what you got, Dave. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't have any crazy takes. Thanksgiving to me, as long as football's on, we got food, oh, yeah. friends. I'm happy. Uh, best part of the meal, I like the cranberry. Uh, the cranberry sauce. Yeah, the cranberry really sauce. I think that that's something that I only have on Thanksgiving, which is why I associate it with Thanksgiving. I really like that part of the meal. Yeah. Um, those foods that you only have at Thanksgiving. You know, even though, like, you might not really, like, they might not be the best foods. You love them because they're just that rare and you think and it's your grandma makes it for And you. probably that, too. I mean, just your like grandma, movie. your great uncle, whoever it may be. I don't know. Just like movie theater snacks. When um, are you going to eat a Twizzlers in your... In yeah, your we're not... In okay. a movie theater, I'm sucking them um, let's, uh, let's wrap well, it up with Let me give my things here. real fast. But uh, we go to a little farm we got, and we get the whole family. My dogs run around, yep. and it's beautiful. Those little beautiful dogs run around in the beautiful weather. And like Wade said, I'm not a turkey guy. I'll eat honey baked ham, some mac and cheese, some I'll dressing, some and some other stuff. Oh, I mean, if brisket was there, I'd eat it. But um, last, last year, I delved into the mimosas pretty hard. Um, probably going to switch it up this year. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. speaking of the honey baked ham, there's a little on the way to this farm, on a little, you know, going to Sumter Highway. Uh, it's South Carolina. You think, you think southern rednecky stuff up in this area. There's a little country store, gas station slash store. They give you full hams, honey baked. They just, they're just the best. Ham. They're not honey baked actually, but they're just delicious. Yeah. Full ham. I mean, you can find some great stuff. Okay, at, yeah. Other, like some southern country yeah. stores on the road. I don't know. If oh, abso- ever- oh, absolutely, absolutely. Have you gone to Turducken before? Yes, sir. Guess where it was I started? Have not, no. I haven't. New Orleans, Louisiana, Louisiana. Yeah. That's not surprising because that sounds fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Chud. Uh, Hawkins, get out here. Let's right. uh, let's wrap this up with an inspirational quote. That's something we're gonna try to do at yeah. the end of uh, these episodes. Um, I'll let Mike start out with his inspirational quote if you want to. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. So I was gonna start with a more quotey quote. My quote is: "The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing." Walt Disney. And I think that applies to this po- episode one of this podcast. Yeah. We've been talking about doing something like this for a while. And tonight, we do. We wow. quit talking. That was really well we done. And we start doing. That was well done. I like that. Good connection. Uh, my quote's a little bit less applicable to this situation. Taylor Swift. I hate your quote already. Taylor Swift. I hate it already. Don't hate it. Come on. Okay, just Taylor read Swift. it. Just read it. Life isn't how to survive the storm. It's about how to dance in the rain. I think that speaks to adversity. Um, and, uh, you know, 
when Taylor Swift says something like that, I, uh, it really speaks to me. I think adversity is something you really got to deal with. The Tigers have dealt with it this year. The Gamecocks right. have dealt with it this year. All right, all right. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, so we're going to try to do those every, every week. Um, but I will say um, we might change some stuff up week to week. We're not really going to have a – we have a, you know, a little plan, but it's going to be changing a lot. We're going to have different guests on. We're going to do maybe a Monday, Thursday thing. The name is still up in the air. If y'all have any names, <laughs> a lot up send, in the air. Send, send us to them. But uh, this is episode one of Sports and Shit, Sportsman Shit. Probably going to change. But uh, thank y'all. Thank you. Been a pleasure.